everybody, Christopher Titus, uh, how you doing? Except for the worldwide pandemic. <laughs> you good? <sighs> Listen, uh, I'm putting up Love is Evil on my website right now. Actually, not on my website. It's going to go on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Christopher Titus TV. The entire special, 90 minutes for free. Watch it. It's my best. Well, everybody says it's their best. It's the one everybody comes up to me and goes, dude, without that special, man, I was going to kill myself. So it's a bonus. My question is that, oh, I'm glad you didn't. Was it funny? So anyway, it's on my YouTube channel, Christopher Titus TV, with a bunch of other content, uh, new Armageddon updates and whatever. But we're putting the entire special up, and we'll put a new one up every week from now on until this is over, or until I run out of specials. So we got maybe six weeks. <laughs> that being said, when I get back in the clubs, to all you staff, to all the people that we work with every week that keep the audience lubed up, that keep um, the tickets straight, that handle the packing those clubs, and then packing another show in 30 minutes. When this is over, uh, I'm going to do one show a week called Laugh for the Staff. And any money we make on that show is going to get divided up between the staff. Uh, any other comics want to jump in on this, that'd be awesome. But uh, you guys, you know, you make it work. And you've made my life work for a long time. So to all the staff, all the clubs out there, thank you. Um, that being said, uh, all you other people who are in businesses that people you pay make you rich, uh, think about this. Try to do something for them, okay? You can only help where you can affect something. Comedy clubs is where I can affect something. So to the rest of you, industries, and all you CEOs and people out there, um, maybe this isn't at a time to worry about protecting your ass. You've been doing that a long time. Maybe this is the time to actually help protect the people that made you rich. Um, not that I'm rich, but I've done pretty well. I got a sign with my name on it behind me. Pretty good. Uh, all right, guys. Here's Love is Evil. Thanks. If you are in here tonight and you have never contemplated suicide, <laughs> then you have never truly been in love. <laughs> and if you're in here tonight and you've never contemplated murder, <laughs> then you've never been divorced. It is the worst thing I have ever been through in my life. I would rather be the majority stockholder in a chain of Alec Baldwin daycare centers. <laughs> With Britney Spears as CEO, man. And here was my mistake. After my last comedy special, I said, God, give me a new idea for a new comedy special. And God went, you're getting divorced. So, turns out, you gotta be a lot more fucking specific when you talk to God, all right? Yeah, don't just give God a blank slate and let him run with that. I filed for divorce on June 6th, 06. 
666, yes. Which coincidentally turned my ex into a demon slithering from the fiery depths of Satan's anus. But for legal reasons, I have to call her Kate. <laughs> I knew things were weird. I knew they were weird. You know, we were together 15 years and things started going kind of sideways 17 years ago. Because <laughs> she had one of those families. And if you're dating someone right now and you've met their family and their family is whacked, <laughs> and you think, oh, that's okay, they're the good one. <laughs> then you are mentally ill, okay? Because they are not the good one. They're like a psycho Tylenol gel cap, man. Tick-tock, tick-tock, crazy's coming. Uh, her family, Irish, Catholic, autistic. But not the happy special ones, the real mean ones, you know? Hey, we're gonna fight, then we're gonna drink, then we're gonna drink and fight. You wanna fight and drink? What, 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 what? Every neighborhood on the planet has a house like this on the block. We've all driven past it. A bunch of people living there, too old to be kids, but never gonna be adults. You can tell that by the Aerosmith Rocks banner in the living room window. Four sociopathic pit bulls roaming the yard at all times. The brown one has one leg, just flops to the fence every couple of hours. You can tell when the family's doubled their net worth because they parked a new gutted Chevelle in the driveway. The mailman's afraid to bring the mail, so he just gives it to the cops, because, hell, they're going to be there anyway. <laughs> and if you don't recognize this house in your neighborhood, you live in this house in your neighborhood. <laughs> Why do we stay with these people? We've all done it. We've all stayed with a nightmare. Why do we stay with these life-sucking vampires, man. These soul-sucking humps that just drag you through psychological barbed wire day after day and year after year till at the end of the relationship, all that's left of you is an empty shell full of hate and fear. By the way, do not look at the person you are with right now. It's a bad time to glance over. to warn you about tonight's show. Tonight's show will fix your relationship or destroy it. And either way, you're welcome. Yes. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, yes. There are some things I'm gonna bring up later that you're gonna wanna go, aha! Don't do it. Stay right here, okay? Right here, don't look at them. Why do we stay with these people? We've all done it, why? You know why we stay? Because every one of us in our brain has that inner retard. <laughs> that little voice that tells you you're not good enough, that you're never gonna be good enough, that you're not good looking enough, you don't make enough money. That little voice, that little voice when you go, I'm gonna ask for a raise, it goes, yeah, well you're gonna get fired, idiot. <laughs> go ahead, ask for it, dummy. Mine's bad. My, my, tonight, mine was like, you're gonna do a comedy special and you spelled evil wrong, idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Here's how bad my inner retard is. If I'm on the freeway and the lane I'm in stops and I pull to the next lane and that lane stops, my inner retard goes, that was your fault. The entire freeway is pissed off at you right now. I hope they pull you over and beat your ass, idiot. 
And the weird thing about that voice is none of us had it when we were kids. We were just kids living life, having a blast. I'm gonna be an astronaut, no! I'm gonna drive an ice cream truck, no! I'm gonna drive an ice cream truck in outer space! And then my dad saw that it was full of hope and joy and thought, well, that's not gonna work, you little fruit. You want to be an astronaut, huh? Let's look at your report card and see if that can happen. Hmm. Let's throw all your grades into one word. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Little spelling test. What other words start with that? Fool, feeble, failure. <laughs> How about foster parents? <laughs> They'll buy me an ice cream truck. And then my whole life, my dad was just up my ass. Little League team came in fifth, should have came in first. You're too slow, you brought that team down. You're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too cocky. Shut up, quit looking at me, you're klutzy, you're an idiot. I was finally 18 and I said, Dad, I'm moving out. And I'm never gonna have to listen to your crap again. And as I hit the door, a little voice went, yeah, but I'm coming with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Yay! And by the way, that was a very nice speech to your dad. But you know you're gonna be back next week begging for canned goods and doing your laundry. Idiot. <laughs> so now I got this voice in my hand and I get in a relationship with these psychos, man, and I finally I suck it up for years. I finally get ready. You know what? Since I met you, you've ruined my life. I'm leaving right now and I never want to see you again. And I hit the door, a little voice goes, wait a minute. If you leave right now, a bigger loser as you are, you're probably going to be alone for the rest of your life. Take one last look at him. Maybe that's the best you're ever gonna do. And I know every time you fight, she cuts you, but hey. At least you got good health care. At least until you get fired, idiot. I knew things were going bad. We, we all have hints. We've had, every time a relationship goes bad, you have hints. There was things. Like two years before we got divorced, she got a boob job. And gentlemen, if you're dating a woman over five years and she decides she wants a boob job, <laughs> she ain't getting it for you. <laughs> she is putting fresh meat on a new hook. That's all it is. <laughs> she is trolling for idiot B. That's right. Because you have not lived up to her financial expectations. <laughs> so she's going to cast those double Ds out into the dating pool. Woo! In the two years before we got divorced, my ex got new hair, new eyes, new boobs, new lips. I rebuilt this bitch from the ground up, man. <laughs> it was a frame-off restoration. <laughs> now some new guy's driving her. <laughs> and I want to point something out about boob job. Ladies, if you're going to get a boob job, for God's sakes, I want to be clear, I am not anti-boob job. As long as you don't use them for evil. But don't get what you think men want. Because men don't want bigger is better. We just don't, we just don't want, we want something that looks good on you. Don't go crazy. My ex went insane, man. In my opinion, she got, she got boobs four sizes bigger than she should have if she was five feet taller than she already is. <laughs> She's 5'2", got boobs to fit Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> they had to modify her skeleton to hold him up. I'm not making... The Strippers Association filed a grievance. <laughs> Ladies, don't go too big. No woman should stand up and cause wind shear. 
And California is a no-fault state. You split the assets down the middle, right? Well, plastic surgery is an asset. I want half the plastic surgery back. And I don't want a cash settlement. I want to leave court with a jar. That's right. And I want her walking out like the elephant man, just a clump of hair missing, one eyelid, upper lip, one boot. Your Honor, this is outrageous! She was seeing two other guys, I found out. Yeah, one guy was 60 years old. But he had $20 million. Wow, you bunch of whores, really? Is that how the audience reacts? Ew! Ah! I have to admit, when I heard 20 million, I was like, wow, good job. Damn, nice. I'll tell you what, he buys me a Z06 Corvette, I'll drop you off on Wednesdays. But 60? I mean, I got issues, but 60? 60? And how do you stay, like, focused in the bedroom when you're thinking, they're gonna break a hip, they're gonna break a hip, they're gonna break a hip? I, I mean, I can see why, you know, why he liked her. I mean, we had just had a kid, and, you know, she could wipe, drool, and change diapers, so I get it. <laughs> Bitter. That's funny. Why do we stay with these life force killing ass nozzles? Why? <laughs> we have all done it. We've all done it. We all did it way too long, except for my father. My father refused. My dad got divorced six times. <laughs> well, he actually only got divorced five times. He wouldn't divorce the sixth one because he said he didn't want people to think he couldn't commit. <laughs> I don't want people not take me serious. <laughs> Dad, your last marriage was performed in Reno by an ordained lesbian Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Who you hit on. <laughs> and everybody in this room, everybody watching, everybody I've ever met was destroyed by a member of the opposite sex early on, and that damage and that cancer you took into every relationship after that. Everybody. Every woman in here got intimidated by a guy, pushed around a little bit. Now your new boyfriend tickles you too hard, restraining order. <laughs> Every guy in here had a woman sleep with his best friend. Now your new girl hugs her cousin at Thanksgiving too long, car bomb. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I got a five second rule. And my father was destroyed early on, man. My, fa my father took no crap from women. That's why he got divorced so many times. Women do women, nothing. They would do nothing. Hey, Kenny, I, I, I gained two pounds. Really? Pack your crap and get your ass out of here right now, lard ass. <laughs> well, I lost the weight. Yeah, well, I gained two pounds. Pack your crap and get your ass out of here right now. <laughs> Trying to kill me? And these women, like, it would, it, my dad flipped so hard that these women would be confused. And they, they'd be moving their stuff out of the house and half of dad's stuff because California is a no-fault state. <laughs> And they'd always say the same thing to me. And then, by the way, remember, I'm a little kid at this point. I'm like eight. They'd turn to me and go, why is your father like this? Um, have you met my mother? Because <laughs> frankly, she's a Batman villain. <laughs> oh yeah, after knowing my mom, I'm surprised my dad didn't just roam the countryside killing hookers with a spoon. <laughs> Showed up to my high school graduation in white thigh-high vinyl go-go boots and an army jacket. So obviously there was something wrong, or she was commander of the stripper battalion. 
Their entire relationship was built on the concrete foundation of sex and mental illness, which my dad thought was hot. <laughs> I asked my dad, if she was so nuts, why did you stay with her? He said, son, anybody can have a relationship. But if you're with a woman who is so crazy in bed that if you're not wearing your Kevlar one night, you may never see daylight. Uh, <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> my mother shot and killed her last husband. Yeah, my dad used to say, hey, dodge that bullet, ha ha. <laughs> Manic, depressive, schizophrenic, alcoholic. My umbilical cord was a crazy straw. <laughs> but both my parents were a little nuts, just different levels of nuts, you know? My father w was on the Alcoholics Anonymous wish list. My mother was on parole <laughs> and lithium. And they got married young, too. They got married when my dad was in the National Guard. My father fought for his country in the National Guard. Yes, he did. Yeah, thanks, thanks. All right, calm, calm down. <laughs> He fought in the Watts riots. <laughs> Which means he defended liquor stores against rocks for a whole weekend one time. But they were liquor stores, so my dad was first man in, last man out. <laughs> my father was actually busted down from sergeant three times in the National Guard. Yeah, it turns out you can't take your entire squad to the Holiday Inn pool and call it the mission. <laughs> He's militarily qualified to invade a courtyard in Marriott. <laughs> I asked him one time to tell me how I was conceived. You know, you know why? Because I, I wanted one good story. I don't have any good stories. I have no romantic stories about my parents that don't end with this phrase. So, the cops finally cuffed the crazy bitch. <laughs> I just wanted one, you know? Because I wanted to see my dad get nostalgic for a second, because he wasn't that guy. Just see him go, oh, son, gosh, the night we made you. Moonlight was shining off your mom's hair. She wasn't hearing the voices. <laughs> I was sober-ish. <laughs> Instead, he goes, you really want to hear this. All right, just remembered you asked for it because I am not paying for therapy, numb nuts. <laughs> so I come up from the National Guard after summer camp. I'm a private again. Turns out they don't like it when you throw up tequila shooters on the obstacle course. <laughs> yeah, well, put it in the manual, douchebags. <laughs> so I get to our apartment. I find all the furniture gone, your mom gone. I check the bank accounts, totally empty. So I check the room for bodies, wipe my fingerprints off the doorknobs and the phones, and I get the hell out. <laughs> file for divorce. Three months later, your mom calls, says she wants to see me one more time. And son, I go, because your mom, she was sexy. <laughs> she could do this thing with her leg and a nightstand. Dad! <laughs> Don't make fun of circus people, kid. So we go over, we start talking, things get a little hot and heavy, and I realize, all right, I'm getting ready to drop the hog. Dad! I don't even know what that means, but please don't say it again. What, are you gay now? What happened to you? All right, I'll clean it up for your tender sensibilities. So, I'm getting ready to do your mom. 
And we start going at it, just really great, angry lovemaking. But it's still your mom, so I'm palming a blade. <laughs> and in the middle of it, son, I mean, I'm knee deep. Dad! <laughs> Let me freaking finish, all right? In the middle of it, her new boyfriend, this little reporter guy she's dating, starts banging on the front door. Nita, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Now, I figure I could stop and get offended. Or I could get louder and become the offender. So I start screaming as loud as I can. That's the way you want a girl, isn't it? Yeah, that's what a real man feels like. Hey, report this, fruit cup. Here's a direct quote for the article. Ah! And I finished up, zipped my shirt and my fly, and I walked the hell out of there. And as I walked past the front door, he was standing there crying. So I got to do your mom one last time, and I made a new boyfriend cry. It was a twofer. Three weeks later, she called me, said she was pregnant with you. Son, you were conceived during revenge sex. <laughs> wow, that's just like the story of Christmas. <laughs> Why do we stay with these disease-causing polyps? Why? We've all done it. You know the real reason? Love. All we want is love. It's worth more than money or fame or an Aston Martin. <laughs> All we want is somebody we can fight with like crazy and then have the kind of makeup sex that makes your left side go numb. <laughs> I don't even know what you're fighting. Can you make me an omelet? <laughs> somebody who will go to court for you and lie. <laughs> Somebody who makes you horny even after they have puked in your car. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Somebody who can be with for 65 or 70 years of your life. So at the end of the life, you're sitting on that porch of the house you bought together. And you're old, wrinkly, smelly, and pooped through a hole in your side. <laughs> and she's old, wrinkly, smelly, and can't remember your name. She just keeps calling you the nice man. <laughs> But you're still in love, and you're holding hands, and as you gaze into each other's milky, cataract-filled eyes, <laughs> your hearts well up, explode, and you both die. Ugh, that's all we want! That's all we want! <laughs> and for that little evil drug love, boy, we will suck it up with an idiot for years, man. You will stay with an idiot. Trying to change him, making him better. And you're making excuses the whole time, man. Yeah, no, 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 she's cool. She's great with me. I, you know, if she would just stop sleeping with my dad and my sister, we'd be great, you know? <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, no, he's not the same guy I used to know. He stopped using the aluminum bat on me. Huh? I hated that noise. Ting, 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 ting. 
for years. I took it for years, for years. We've all done it, two years, four years, six years, all of us. And you know something the weird thing is? You don't get a rebate at the end of your life for living with an idiot. You just don't. <laughs> Death doesn't show up and go, hey, man, I was going to take you today, but you were with that bitch for like three years. Here's a coupon. <laughs> and we sucked it up and we take it and you try to change it and we keep trying to do it and you make them better, it's gonna get better. I'm just gonna suck it up for another year. It'll be okay. And you took it. And you know what? That's your life. Yet, we go to Starbucks and they screw up your latte one time <laughs> and you won't take that, man. You're like, <laughs> barista! Does that take an extra soy hot latte to you, does it? No, damn right you're gonna make it again. But you will suffer an idiot for years, man. I wish we had a relationship Starbucks, because that's where you make it perfect. You can get every, everything perfect at Starbucks. If we could just make a relationship one, so you could walk in and go, hi, I'd like a new girl. Uh, this time, no jealousy and only half bipolar. <laughs> I, just, I just want a polar, if that's okay. Jealousy, the Auschwitz of emotions. Oh, the relationship death camp. I have been accused of sleeping with people I hadn't met yet. I'm not making that up. We were at a thing one night, we're dressed up, we're hanging out, we're just sitting there. When someone's jealous and you've been with them a while, you don't have to look at them to know what happened. You'd just be sitting there and your ears will pop. And I feel her head turn. <laughs> now I got two voices in my head. That little old man. Ah, oh, looks like a storms are coming. <laughs> and my inner retard. I'm going to the cellar. I'm going to the cellar. I can't deal. I'm, don't look at her. Don't look at her. I figure, all right, all right. I know what this. I know where this is going. I'm just gonna look here. I'm not gonna look at her. If I don't look at her, I can't light the fuse on the fight. So I'm just gonna stare at her. But she just keeps staring at me, and it starts to get uncomfortable because the side of my head starts to smoke. <laughs> but I said, what? <laughs> don't you what me? <laughs> Why don't you just do it right here? <laughs> you keep looking at her. You keep talking to her. Why don't you just do it right here? It's a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? She asked me to go to a place with her, go to the mall with her. And I had to go to the mall, because if I didn't go to the mall with her, she'd be like, oh, you calling your girlfriend? I want to go. You going to call your girlfriend? You going to go there? Is that going to happen? So I'd go to the mall with her, because I didn't want her to be upset, and I'm trying to find love. So I go, but here was my joyous time in the mall with her. Walking to the mall, she's right next to me. Oh, is that what you want? I saw you look at her. Is that a redhead? Is that what you want? Oh, she's tall. Is that what you want? I saw you look at her. Oh, you'll say you look at her. Is that what you want? Oh, you like those high heels, huh? I saw you look at her. I saw you look at her. Hey, 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 <laughs> Listen. If I want to go to the mall and look at slightly overweight 14-year-olds wearing Uggs, I can drive myself. <laughs> and ladies, if you're jealous and you're in the mall with your man and you think he's looking around, I want to point something out to you. If your man is in the mall with you, he loves you. <laughs> Loves 
you. And he is not thinking about other women. You know what he's thinking? Man, I wish I was doing something productive. Like cleaning out the gutters or coming up with a life goal or inventing a car that runs on shattered dreams and lost faith in myself. But instead, I'm Schmeagle the mall minion, sidekick the princess jealousy and her credit card of hate. <laughs> and one more thing. Ladies, if you're jealous and you walk into the mall with your man and you start pointing out hot chicks and he looks, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> At that point, you're just our wingman. And that goes for guys, too. If you're that dude, did you look at that guy? And she goes, you mean the guy that looks like he makes more money than you? <laughs> no, but thanks for the assist. <laughs> Jealousy is death, man. It would, it would get so bad, like, we'd go to the, I'd go to the mall, and I'd have to stop before we go in and get ready. I'd be in the parking lot, like, okay. <laughs> I had to loosen up, because I knew I'd have to lock my neck for the next three hours. Cause she was like a cobra. If I move my head, wait, look at that. Wait, look at that. <sighs> so I would walk to the ball like this. And God forbid somebody hot walk into my vision. Cause then I was screwed. Oh God, she's hot. Look over here. Ah! The girl with the Cinnabon, she's kind of hot. Look over here. Ah! It's a hot mannequin wearing a bikini. Turn around. It's a UPS guy wearing shorts. Look at the ground. It's a passed out transvestite in high heels. Gouge your eyes out, gouge your eyes out, gouge your eyes out! Because I wanted love, you know? And if it makes her better, I'll gouge my own eyes out, you know? And she can't be jealous anymore. But I know what would happen. I'd gouge my eyes out, and then I'd be tapping my ass through the mall the next year. You smelled that bitch, didn't you? <laughs> crazy makes you crazy. When you're with someone crazy, they make you crazy. Keep looking at me. Because crazy people know they're crazy. I had this girl, she started editing out my friends and family because she knew they were watching and their brains weren't fogged by sex. <laughs> so she would just like, like, we'd have this family gathering and then they'd leave and she'd just you know what, your buddy's Tommy and Steve. I don't really want him over here anymore. <laughs> kind of responsible, I don't really want him over here anymore. <laughs> and your dad was kind of a jerk to me, I don't really want him over here anymore. And your sister was a bitch to me at Thanksgiving, and I really want <laughs> So after three years, I couldn't move because I really didn't know anybody who owned a truck. <laughs> I was like, I, I have to live with you for the rest of my life now. <laughs> Another girl randomly punched me. She would just punch me. Like if we got in a little argument, her, her response was, PAP! <laughs> By any measure of the Geneva Convention, the crap this chick did to me, she should be up on war crimes at Gitmo right now. <laughs> But by the end of the argument, she would do some heinous, and then we'd argue, and then I would apologize to her. <laughs> and it started to feel weird, and I started talking to my friends. Hey, guys, here's what happened. Like, I woke up at 3 o'clock last night, and she was sitting on me, just popping me in the temple, right? <laughs> so we talked about it, and then today I went out and got her flowers. 
my friends would always say something like, dude, can you cut my voicemail and say that exact thing so I can play it back for you? Then she found out I was talking to my friends about our relationship. Oh, it was like I sold nuclear secrets to North Korea at that point. What do you mean you're talking about our relationship? Sit down! You had no business discussing our business. That was our business. What business was it of his to know our business? Explain! We were just in the car ta ta talking because he, he had, had to drive me home from the emergency room. Because I had to get those stitches where you stabbed me, remember? <laughs> oh, it's always about you, isn't it? I got stabbed, I got stabbed, I got stabbed. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 it's kind of about you too, you know, because you stabbed me. <laughs> also, now you point the finger, you stabbed me, you stabbed me, you stabbed me. Well, let me ask you this question. What did you do to get stabbed? <laughs> I'm not running around stabbing everybody, am I? I'm not a crazy stabber person, am I? I did not stab those bitches in the mall you were looking at, did I? No. So instead of taking no responsibility and pointing the finger at me, and by the way, when you do that, there are three pointing back at you. <laughs> instead of that, maybe you could take a minute and ask yourself this question. What did I do to get stabbed? Okay, uh, well, I, I, I was running away from you. Because uh, you had that knife. And, and you were screaming, I'm going to stab you! And, and, then I, and I got to the front door, which you had locked. And, and when I turned around, you stabbed me. Yes, that's what happened. But who left their keys on the table so they could not unlock the door? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I am so sorry I made you stab me. <laughs> I said, ow. <laughs> I deserve it, I deserve it, I deserve it. Crazy makes you crazy. And you have to have the Armageddon fight, the Ground Zero fight. You know, guys, that fight where you're at Home Depot the next day going, I need two bathroom doors. <laughs> Is this all the spackle you have right here? <laughs> that no-holes-barred fight. We all get to that crazy place, man. Let's, uh... And people that say this crack me up. Oh, our relationship ended fine. <laughs> you lying bastards, really? No relationship ends fine. The only reason people say it ended fine was because whatever they did to each other in that last fight, they could still be prosecuted. The statute of limitations has not run out yet. The story I'm about to tell you, 
bears no resemblance to anyone living or dead, no matter what my ex's attorney may say. <laughs> and I want you to know this is my side of the story. If you want to go see her side of the story, when she writes a funny little show and builds a big freaking set, you go fucking see her too, okay? <laughs> And one more thing I want to be clear about. I know who I am. I am just a very thin layer of charming with some funny sprinkles wrapped around a huge, creamy center of raging, arrogant a-hole. I got it. He's an idiot, but amazingly self-aware. When a relationship is going bad, there are signs. People start acting different. She was talking to me different. Like, hey, hey, Helen, what do you think of this shirt? I think that shirt has sucked the joy from my life and enslaved me in a loveless marriage. <laughs> Do the pants give you hope? <laughs> and she was sleeping with our kids more than she was sleeping with me, which is just a bizarre conversation to have. I didn't, I see, every time I brought it up, I felt creepy, you know? I, what do they give you that I don't? It was just odd. <laughs> So I finally got mad after the 10th time and I walked in and I said, listen, I said, we need to talk. I don't know what's going on. We've been married a long time. We're going to work this out. I want to talk about it. She said, no, I don't want to talk about it. And she was with the kids. And I, I said, no, we're talking about it tonight. And she sat up and went, Tua. And I thought, something's wrong. So I picked her up and not in a bride across the threshold way. I get carried away from the kids, put her in another room and I, on the bed. And I said, listen, we need to talk. And at that point, my daughter comes running in. Daddy, mommy, don't fight, don't fight. And I did not want my daughter to see us fight. I remember watching my mom and dad fight, you know? My dad holding the chair, my mom swinging the ax. <laughs> so I put her back in her room and I close the door. My ex runs behind me into the kitchen. I hear this crack. And I, I don't know what the hell happened. I run into the kitchen, and she's got a knife this long, and she's going, come on! <laughs> and I think, we've skipped some levels. <laughs> and here's the situation. She's 5'2", I'm 6'2". I wear by double, and I trained martial arts for a long time. So my first thought was, well, I'm in Lord of the Rings fighting a hobbit. So I took the knife away, I put it on the ground, I said, listen, we need to talk. Yeah, which is the perfect response to somebody pulling a knife on you. You're gonna be very helpful in the alley, Captain Negotiation. At that point, my daughter comes running out again. Daddy, mommy, don't fight. And now I'm feeling horrible. And my daughter and I have been reading these uh, Dr. Seuss books. So I was trying to take the edge off it, so I tried to rhyme it. Like, honey, go back in your room, read a book, turn the page while mommy and daddy psychotically rage. Go, come on. <laughs> At that point, my ex jumps on my back and not in a give me a piggyback way and starts going, wham, wham, wham. So I grab her hand, I grab her body, I carry her down the stairs to the other one, put her on the couch, and I go, listen! <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah, it sounds stupid to you, doesn't it now? Yeah. And she stood up and went, I wish you would kill yourself like your mother and your sister did. Grumpy, right? And that was that switch moment. You know that switch moment? I looked at it, I was like, wow, did you just say that? Because if that's what you said, then you are not my ice cream truck. 
and I don't feel like an astronaut because this is definitely not outer space. <laughs> and I went upstairs and I went to bed. Yeah, again, the perfect response to somebody wishing you were dead and pulling a knife on you. Now you're safe under the ballistic protection of the down comforter. <laughs> dead man sleeping. <laughs> but she didn't kill me. Get up the next morning, meet in the kitchen. We kind of have this weird tense talk and we work it out. Crazy. <laughs> we go to dinner every night that week. We talk about it, we work it out. She drops me off at the airport to my next gig the next Friday. I love you, I love you too. <laughs> I get to my gig in Texas. Try to call, talk to the kids. Nobody there. Try to call her phone. Nobody there. So we had had identity theft a year earlier. A bunch of money had disappeared. <laughs> identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I knew the person's identity. They had pulled a knife on me recently. And I had changed all the email accounts and I'd given her her password and she hadn't changed it. So on a lark, I went in and I wish I hadn't. Because I found an email that was sent the night before. It was to her old boyfriend about her new boyfriend. And the email said that the guy was in my house with my kids at 11.30 the night before, and the email was sent at 5.04 in the morning. And I have a show to do in an hour and five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's see how funny you really are, bastard. Come on. <laughs> and I don't remember the first show. I got on stage, got off stage, went to the green room at the comedy club, and I was like, wow, 15 years of marriage. I'm gonna kill myself like my mother and my sister did. <laughs> and I started looking for a gun, because I was in Texas, I figured there's gonna be a gun, you know. <laughs> but that's the mood I was in. I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. 15 years gone, okay, she can have everything. She can have the money and the houses and the kids. <laughs> and the hot rods I built. <laughs> I need a good lawyer. <laughs> so I went to the Yellow Pages. Because <laughs> you're a genius. And I filed for divorce. And I filed ex parte. And I filed a restraining order. And I went to court that next Monday. And I was righteous. I walked into court like a superhero. Your Honor, I no longer want to be married to the thieving harlot. Because <laughs> I knew I was right. And she got up in front of the judge and went, Your Honor, this man has beaten me for the last 20 years and beaten the children since the day they were born. And it turns out, uh-uh, it's not a defense in California court. <laughs> not legal. <laughs> now, why would a woman say that? Why would anybody say that if it didn't happen? Well, let me explain something about no-fault states. And this is also for Alec Baldwin. <laughs> um, <laughs> In a no-fault state, everything is 50-50, no matter what. You could literally walk in on the one you married doing a monkey, and it's still 50-50. <laughs> the monkey might get a chunk, I don't know. <laughs> that didn't relate to my case. 50-50, unless somebody claims domestic violence. And then, after the hearing, if the judge believes it at all, it's up to the judge's discretion to give up to 100% of the marital assets and custody of the children to the damaged party. 
<laughs> and the only thing that ever made me want to be a wife beater <laughs> is being called one. Your Honor, can I have five minutes to make her not a liar, please? How about you just blink really long? <laughs> we were still in court two and a half years, and after this show, we're gonna be in court another year. <laughs> I'll see you guys when you testify. Uh, you know, it's kids involved too. That's the weird thing. Is like if you've been through a bad divorce, or if you were a kid in a divorce and the parents weren't getting along, in a normal divorce when people are getting along, it's fine. I'm gonna pick the kids up. Okay, I'll see you on Monday. Okay, don't be late. All right, great. In a bad divorce, picking up the kids is like a hostage transfer every week. <laughs> it's not cool at all. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I call her on the way. I'm uh, 300 clicks from the house. <laughs> I will be in front of you in three, two, one. I have a visual. I have a visual. I have a visual. All right. Please walk to the gate. All right, stop. Take the kids back in the house and take off that crap you make them wear and put on the cool stuff that I like them to wear. All right, I'll be back in three seconds. One, two. All right, come out. All right, walk to the gate. Stop. Back up 10 steps. All right, I'm dropping the alimony check on the driveway. <laughs> Kids, doors to the car are open. Go, 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 go! It's tough on them, man. <laughs> but divorce is just about change, you know? It's God saying, you need a change. Now I'm gonna make it so your bank account only has change. <laughs> Most expensive thing ever. I have three lawyers paying for it. Her lawyer, my lawyer, and our children were assigned children's counsel. Yep. They have a lawyer. Do not give a six-year-old that kind of power. <laughs> hey, babe, you want to go clean your room? Uh, Dad, I've talked to my attorney, and there's a hearing on Wednesday to decide whether my room is or is not dirty. Now, could you move? You're violating my rights. I'm trying to watch Hannah Montana. <laughs> Yep. A lot of people tell me this too. Don't worry about it. It's God's will. You know, you weren't meant to be together. God's will. You know, 20, really? God's will? Really? God got involved in this? Really? 20 years with somebody? 20 years of my life pretty much gone? All the money I made? The career I chose? Pretty much torn to pieces? Two little kids' life shattered? Really, God? Is that how you work? This brutal, disemboweling nightmare is you? Because <laughs> if that's the case, then there is no God! And God said unto me, Christopher, I did this so you could meet a 29-year-old, 5'11", diesel jeans model who has two college degrees and already paid for her own boob job. How shall I serve thee, Lord? I got my Starbucks order, man. It's, it's literally, because I didn't know what I was going to meet. It was, like, it was so unexpected. It's like I went to Starbucks and go, hi, I'd like to get a new girl. Oh, God, I don't know what I want. <laughs> yeah, I know I should have thought about it before I got in line. Shut up. Okay, I'd like, uh, I'd like a tall, uh, extra hot. Ooh, shot of mocha. Thank <laughs> you.
<laughs> and non-fat. <laughs> now that joke pisses some people off. But let's say you're in a relationship you love right now and you're thinking, how come it's not as sexy as it used to be? How come it's not as hot as it used to be? You have to be honest with yourself, and so did I, and ask yourself this question. Am I within 5% of our first date weight? <laughs> now you can get mad at that joke or you can get a treadmill, up to you. <laughs> if you want it to work. But this girl, she's, she's, she's amazing. She's 20% American Indian, shot a mocha, bam. <laughs> and she can track elk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna use that, but it's a bonus. <laughs> but she is so far out of my league in looks and so far out of my league in brains, my inner retard had a stroke. <laughs> she's even talking to us, man. No, here's my point, here's my point, here's my point. Okay, look, 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 at, her, look at her. Now look in the mirror. That's you. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Her? You. Yes. She's doing community service right now. That's what it is, Daniel. Yeah. She's working off a drunk driving ticket going out with you. That's what it's got to be. She's amazing, beautiful. She's great. She's like, I've never met somebody like her. And she's younger than me, which is weird. You know, she's 29, and I'm not. <laughs> but I don't think age really makes a difference in a relationship. You know, we fight like anybody else. When I'm buckling her in her car seat, she gets all fussy. <laughs> then I gotta go, oh, use your words, use your words, use your words. She hates those jokes. <laughs> she gets very angry. And then I give her a timeout. <laughs> but she's amazing. She's from, a, she's from a good family, too, which I never had before. That's, that's weird for me. Like, her family is really good. I've never had that. This is the only time in my life my inner retard and I really agreed on something. Because my inner retard met him, he's like, hmm. They support each other with love and kindness. <laughs> Back away slow. <laughs> this isn't real. Here's, how, here's what a nice person she is. We date twice and she goes, you gotta meet my father. <laughs> Am I wearing a varsity jacket right now? <laughs> you get I'm a grown man, right? Meet your father? Really? I gotta meet your father? I've made my bones in this world. Meet your dad? I'll tell you what. Here's my resume. You tell your dad he can meet me. <laughs> then I find out her dad is a Purple Heart decorated Vietnam veteran, Marine pilot. And I'm not. So I'm gonna meet him whether I want to or not. But on his terms, it's gonna be ugly. You know, I'm just gonna disappear for 24 hours. Then a van's gonna whip past her house at 100 miles an hour, throw me out the door just naked and crying. Ah! 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 I met your dad. We have to break up. You wouldn't want me now anyway. Ha, ha, ha.
So I agree to meet her dad, but I don't want to because he's 65, he's still a badass, he's a human V, he still flies corporate jets, he's like beating all these young pilots. He's a he, this guy could kill me with a napkin, he's out of his mind. <laughs> In a good way though, like somebody we all want to be, and I don't even want to shake his hand because what if he hits a pressure point point, my heart just goes <laughs> So I pick a, a Mexican restaurant. I figure two white boys in a Mexican restaurant, neutral ground. <laughs> and I'm freaking, I'm full of anxiety. I'm just thinking at any moment, I'm just gonna go, I'm doing your daughter. <laughs> you know, I'm just. And my inner retard is like, man, you're gonna say something stupid. I can't wait. In fact, you, before you say something stupid, do me a favor, stick your finger in that guacamole and write her a goodbye note. Cause that's the last time you're gonna be able to say anything to her, idiot. But I'm like, I got this, I'm cool, I got this, all right. I'm a man, I can handle this. We got chips and guacamole, and we're eating the chips and guacamole. And everything's going well, it's man talk. And I go, why don't you tell him Vietnam? Oh, there it is, right there, yeah! Yeah, he's gonna wanna relive that. <laughs> then after that, you can ask about his prostate cancer scare. <laughs> and I don't think I've said anything wrong until I say Vietnam, and the dude, he stops mid-chip. He's got a chip full of guacamole, he goes, So you want to hear about the nom, huh? <laughs> Chip? <laughs> All right, I'll tell you about the day I got the Purple Heart. So command tells us we got 12 guys pinned down upriver, but Charlie knows we're coming. So they send in four birds low and fast, and we hit the LZ and all hell breaks loose. And at this point, I don't know if he's telling me a story or he's there. <laughs> like I'm trying not to move, I'm making my eyes extra round. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies forever. And he's eating chips and just telling me this story. And it's a rough story, but he's like, <sighs> so tracers start going, bullets start flying, a grenade blows up under the chopper, blew it right in half, blew me through the instrument panel. <sighs> I fell 100 feet to the deck. <sighs> it hurt. <laughs> Now, uh, why don't you tell me a little story about yourself? <laughs> I don't even play Halo. <laughs> what am I gonna say to this guy, man? I, I got nothing, you know, but I'm an actor and I don't wanna, get, I don't wanna punk out in front of my girl, so I give him my best shot. I'm like, all right. <sighs> you ever been to a little town called Santa Monica? <laughs> One day I was skateboarding in this half pipe down, and I was on a board to what was an inline skate, and I'm not a fruit. <laughs> and there was about eight inches of vert on this ramp, right? Which is no big deal. I'm going, I'm doing it, but some kid had spilled a Coke on the rail earlier that day. So I go up to do a 50-50 grind, and my trucks hit the Coke, it stopped, and I shot off the end of the rail. When I hit the ground, I tweaked my wrist. <laughs> It hurt too.
And I know I've made no impression because he got polite after that. Interesting, you're a skateboarder. Could I get another mojito? <laughs> so I know the guy thinks I'm a douche, so I follow him out to the parking lot after lunch to try my last-ditch effort. I meet him at his car. I go, sir, I want you to know, as long as your daughter's with me, I'm going to take care of her. And this war hero stops at his rental car, puts his arm on the roof, and he goes, well, if you don't take care of her, one shot, one kill. <laughs> And then her brother goes, and if you run, you're gonna die tired. <laughs> I have never gone out with a girl from a good family, ever. I always dated women like my mom. Just, hey, by the way, any other woman I dated in my life, if their family came after me, I could just go, it's crystal meth, go! And they take off running. <laughs> But this girl, her dad's a Vietnam veteran, her mother's got a master's degree in fine arts, her sister is a journalist and fitness expert in New Orleans, and her brother is a federal agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I piss this family off, you're just gonna see it on CNN. Hi, <laughs> Wolf Blitzer for CNN. Comedian Christopher Titus, who disappeared three months ago, was found today. His body spread across four states. <laughs> federal agents are baffled. <laughs> so I do a show in uh, New Mexico, and he comes to see the show. And after the show, he walks up to me, and he just goes, they're not going to find you. <laughs> It's, a weird, it's weird for me, because I hadn't dated anybody in 20 years. My ex, and I never cheated on her, not once. And I did this for a living, and there was a lot of chuckle sluts to be had. <laughs> but I didn't want to be my dad, you know? So I was true, and I stayed, and then it happened. And so when I, when I left my ex, I didn't know how to even talk to women anymore. Because it's cool, if you're with someone a long time, as cool as you were when you met them, that's as cool as you stayed. You didn't have to get any better. I still had a piano key tie in my closet when I, when I we'd go out dancing, wake me up, boy, you go, So I'm out of my league on dating, so I asked her on our first date, and I had first date arm really bad. Ladies, on a first date with you, here we'll do. We'll drive with this hand, we'll put this hand on the console and flex it as hard as we possibly can. <laughs> In case you brush up against us. Oh my God, he's spun steel. Yes, I am. <laughs> Picked a restaurant out in Malibu, like 30 miles away. We got stuck in traffic, and my arm is flexed for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I get out of the car at valet, it looked like I had an aneurysm. <laughs> she doesn't say anything, and I think I'm pulling it off, but I literally, my, whatever I did, I couldn't move it. My shoulder was jacked. Everything's fine until the check comes. Check comes, and, I, and I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> So I ask her if she wants to go back to my place. And she said yes, and I couldn't believe it. I <laughs> know, me neither. <laughs> so 
we're back at my place, again, out of my element for 20 years. But I got my arm around her, and I'm kissing her, and I, I get to this place where I'm stopped, so I go to my move. My 20-year-old move. <laughs> Which turns out is no longer a move. It has been significantly downgraded to misdemeanor. And I got my arm around her, and I'm kissing her ear, and I'm this close to her ear, and I go, Hey. <laughs> the laughter of the women tells me that I'm lame. <laughs> and I continued to be lame for 20 years, because no woman ever told me I was lame. What is it? Why didn't any girl I ever dated tell me I was lame? Was it so I didn't get better for the next girl? Or was it so they could go to lunch with their friends the next day and go, oh my God, you know what I did? <laughs> he gets this guy and he goes, ah. It was as if someone stuck a humidifier in my cerebral cortex. It was... I had a mosquito living in my eye, it was so humid. That pisses me off, and I'll tell you why. As a man talking to women, all I want to know is what you want, and that pisses me off that you don't tell us. That's why we don't get along sometimes. So tonight, I'm gonna tell you women some things that men hate about you. And the reason I am telling you is because your man wants to tell you. But he knows there's gonna be a fight. So the next time it comes up, he can just look at you and go, Titus. <laughs> we cannot stand how emotional you are. And I don't mean that time of the month emotional because I hate comics to talk about that. I mean all month, every month from the beginning of time, okay? <laughs> from the time the first amphibian crawled from the primordial ooze onto dry land, and he didn't crawl out of the pond because he wanted to evolve, he just didn't know what the fuck she was talking about underwater, all right? <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go upstairs and grow some lungs and some arms because frankly, I can't figure this out right now, and it's a lot easier to become another species than talk to you. Because <laughs> that's what it is. We're, you're, you guys are the most illogical species I've ever met in my life. Because I'm a man. Men are, men are just, we're just simple. A, B, C, D. Every woman I have ever met, A, B, F, parentheses, circle, yellow, sky, plane, car, bunny, kitten. But I, I, I have never, I have never had a conversation with a man that went like this. Hey, man, what restaurant do you want to go to? I am not my mother! <laughs> We're afraid to have dinner with your family. Not the men in your family, because all men have a douchebag test. It's pretty much the same across. If, if you, we meet, because we can get along with any guys. Because if a guy walks up, let's say a guy walks up and he's wearing the goofiest shoes you've ever seen. Crocs, maybe. <laughs> and he has a tie on. But if you're supposed to hang out with that guy for a family dinner, he walks up and you go, dude, what's with the shoes? If he goes, these are my favorite shoes, douchebag. <laughs> but 
If he goes, these shoes, well, I'm going to wear these as long as you wear that shirt. Brother. <laughs> That's the douchebag test. Every man has it. <laughs> we will all use it, yes. And we don't get that close to any guys. We know all of them, but you know, we all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all bros. Every woman has a member of their family that she's too close to. It's your aunt or your sister or your mom, and they're cool to us when you're there. But when you leave the room, <laughs> they threaten our lives. <laughs> and sometimes it's grandma, and that's the weird one. Because <laughs> you're just having a good day. You're just sitting there. You know, grandma's been cool all day. And then you go to the bathroom, and grandma turns to us and goes, you're not half good enough for her. You know that. And if you heard her, I'm going to make my special soup that's going to put you in a coma for four days. <laughs> then I'm going to bury you under the house, cover your body in lye, so when you wake up, you're going to be dissolving. Did you try the apple brown Betty? <laughs> and the number one thing that men hate <laughs> capri pants. Because <laughs> it's so opposite of what we love about you. We love how good you want to look for us. But who did the Jedi mind trick on you women when it comes to capri pants? <laughs> You'd like a piece of clothing that makes your ass look wider, your legs look shorter, and your feet look bigger. <laughs> what do you think? It shows up that sexy, veiny ankle area? Is that what you think? <laughs> Nothing sexier than my chick looking like Gilligan. Thank you. <laughs> And guys, if she's wearing them right now, you have every right to call her Huckleberry till she takes them off. <laughs> and then you top it off with a pair of wedge cork flip-flops. You know what men love about cork shoes? We can take a pushpin and stick a note right on them. <laughs> hey, beautiful, don't ever wear this shit again! X-O-X-O-X-O. <laughs> and if you're a man wearing capri pants, You need to take your guy card out of your wallet and pass it forward. <laughs> then, yeah. Then, on the way home, I want you to buy a tube of Vagisil, a VW convertible, and have your boyfriend drive you the rest of the way home. Because you are dismissed. Ladies, I will make you a deal if you will stop wearing these fashion abortions called capri pants. And that's what they are. They're just pants that didn't go full term. They're just preemie pants, that's all it is. If you will never again put on another pair of these and instead shave from here up. Do you think we're idiots? If you will never wear them again, every man in here will never again put on another pair of tidy whities <laughs> Now I know there's some reticence from you gentlemen. Whoa, 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 that's tradition, my friend. I've got my dad's on right now. But I had a little incident with my girl, because I was a big fan of the TWs. You can laugh, ladies, but you don't know what it's like. 
to get a freshly bleached load out of that dryer, and you go sit in front of Sports Center, and you fold them up into tiny little squares like giant chiclets. <laughs> Then you take them into that bedroom and you put them in that dresser all perfect and white. And you close that drawer like it's Christmas Eve! Because you know when you get up that next morning, you're gonna pop that drawer. But with my new girl, I came out of the bathroom one night after freshening up, 11 o'clock to get into bed, and I had a nice pair on too. Little creases in them. Little red, white, and blue racing stripes. Cause snap. And I walked into the room, and she saw me, and the room went cold. She, she literally looked at me and rolled over. And I go, what the hell's the problem? <sighs> when you come out of the bathroom looking like that, Wearing those. It's like I'm making love to a mutant four-year-old. So anyway, I go, hey. Now that's not the whole move. I still got my arm around her. I'm still kissing her. Here's the rest of the move. I'm still this close to her ear and I go, what you like. I didn't know! I didn't know I sounded like a creepy serial killer. I didn't know. I didn't know she was thinking, I better answer this right or they're gonna have to identify me with dental records. I didn't know. No woman had ever told me. Here's how smart and funny my girlfriend is. Instead of laughing in my face like you women did. She backs away and goes, what do I like? I like it when a guy takes his throbbing member and sticks it in my eye. And my first thought was, I haven't dated in 20 years. I wanted to go to the internet and Google it. <laughs> and then my inner retard's like, wait a minute. She's making fun of you. In the middle of an intensely romantic sexual moment, she decided to rip you a new one. I love this girl. She taught me a lot. She taught me stuff I didn't know. For 20 years, I didn't know what to do. My, I, she ta here's something. She taught me that women don't want you to try to be cool. They wish you were a lot cooler than you were. <laughs> She's told me that. But they don't want you to try to be any cooler than you are. The only time I've made myself look like a raging ass in front of this girl is when I tried to be cool. So this, this, this happened when we were about a month and a half together, that really sexy, lusty time where it's just sex and food. Late night one night, we got 30 candles lit in the shape of a heart around the bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Music playing, a couple glasses of wine, and it's great food. She's laying on bed in front of me half naked, and I'm standing at the end of the bed, and I think I look pretty good because I lost 28 pounds in my divorce. Because, well, 
That's what a soul weighs. <laughs> And it was one of those moments where I was feeling super cool because this girl is beautiful and she wants me and we're staring at each other and just electricity going back and forth. And, and I think I look so cool as I go to take my t-shirt off in front of her, I hear porn music in my head. <laughs> and I start worrying, she's staring at me like she wants me. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I take my shirt off and I stick my hand in the ceiling fan over the bed. for tonight, my friend. Yes, you might as well blow the candles out and put the hog away, because it's over. Oh, she fell off the bed. Look at that. She fell off the bed. Yep. While she's lying there gasping, you might as well grab her butt. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's 100% right there, all right. In an intense, sexually romantic moment, I stuck my hand in a spinning fan blade. And this was Shreveport, Louisiana in August. It wasn't, it wasn't going flop, flop, flop. It was on turbo prop. And the scene is this, the most romantic moment I've ever been in. Music playing, wine, beautiful, two hot people looking at each other. And here's the noise that messed it up. My first thought was, because I'm a guy and she's laying there in front of me with something sexy on, my first thought was, I can make this work. <laughs> then the pain hit and I dropped. But how cool would I have to be to actually pull that off, to come back from that deficit? What would I possibly, what could I possibly have done? That's how I like it. <laughs> now, I want you to open that eye wide. <laughs> Pathetic. That's not the worst story. <laughs> we live together now, and I have found my great love. I know that because she asked me to do crap I hate to do, and I do it gladly. Do dishes, yeah, baby. You can make dinner, sure, I'm on it. Only wash your car, whatever you want. Clean the toilets, I'm here. You know why? Because I love you, I'm happy, and I'm whipped. 
So she asked me to make the bed one night. I'm like, all right, I'll make the bed. But I'll make the bed like a damn man makes a bed. I tuck it in four feet all the way around. I got a staple gun. Kapow, kapow, kapow! <laughs> Bed's made. Because I only want to make it once every fiscal year. But when you make a bed with that kind of expertise, you have a tendency to short sheet it a tad. And she's 5'11". So she got in bed that night and the sheet came up to her hip. She's like, I can't get the, I can't, what, what did you do, I can't. And I was wrapped around behind her, having my her head was right here. And I said, hey baby, calm down, I got this for you. And I grabbed the sheet and I go, and my hand slipped and I punched her in the face. <laughs> I have no words for this one. I... I frankly believe you have outdone yourself here, my friend. That, that was extraordinary. You have definitely skipped some levels. I wish I could call everybody else's inner retard right now and brag about you. Well, you better wake her up, idiot. Yeah, while she's passed out, you might as well grab her butt. All right, yeah. Yeah. Woo. That's some hot business right there. Okay, all right. That's not the worst story. Yeah, you don't know him like I do. This story happened on a very sad day for me. I'd come in from the backyard after setting a trash can full of tidy whities ablaze. <laughs> but the good news is I'm opening up 12 new boxes of underwear. And they're underwear in their own single box, no three pack with a rubber band. <laughs> These are the badass box with a picture of a dude on the front that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> And I'm taking the other one of the box, I'm putting them in the drawer, taking them out, put them in the drawer, put them in the drawer, put them in the I get down the last pair, I take them out of the box, and I put them right on. And she goes, whoa! Aren't you gonna wash them first? They will never be this clean again. These underwear are very stylish. They've got seams and crap in them, and you know what I mean? Like, not, well, you know, they got seams and stuff on them. <laughs> and she, like, they're not my taste really, but she, she says they, she makes her think I'm sexy, and if it makes me look sexy to her, I'd wear whatever, a clown wig and Nazi boots, yeah, oh, let's go, whatever. <laughs> huh? Let's go. So I got them on, and they're feeling weird. I put them on, not used to them. And, there's, and they're just kind of, they're bunching, they're just weird. You know, I'm not used to it. I just, and then all of a sudden, something starts tugging 
on one of my backup singers. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and you know, but, but she likes him, so I'm thinking, all right, I'm just gonna ride this out. You know, I'm gonna man up and be a cowboy. I got this, okay, okay. And it was, it was weird because it would go away for a little while, you know? It was, it was like, it was, it was like a, a toothache. It would just go away, I'd forget about it, and then I'd be in the bank and be like, hey, I, hey. Sir, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And this goes on all day, and I can't figure it out. So I go home that night, but I'm gonna write it up for her. So go home that night, and we get in bed, I go, hey babe, can you do me a favor? Can you check down there? Because something is just pulling on me. I don't know what it is. And my girlfriend has no diplomacy. If she's going to laugh at you, she's not just going to laugh at you. She's going to laugh and point. If she was negotiating for the US, we would be nuked by Canada. Because humiliation is her game. So she looks down and she goes, ha! And my first thought is something crawled up inside of me. <laughs> and I go, what? And she goes, ah, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, get it off me! <laughs> so she reaches in and fast. So I turn my head because I know what's going to happen. And I hear this noise. Shh. <laughs> and she pulls her finger back, and there's a sticker. <laughs> that says inspected by number 31. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, I get it, but she can't breathe. She's shaking like this. And I'm going, what? She goes, What? What? They passed. <laughs> cool, I am not. Yes. Now, what's great about this girl is I found somebody who I can laugh with. Even when we fight, we end up laughing. In my old relationship, here's how that exact story would have ended. Who the hell is Inspector 31? <laughs> And if you're with that person right now, don't look. <laughs> but if you're with the person who, when you're home after work and you hear their car pulling in the driveway, and the second you hear it, your anus involuntarily slams shut because you know there's gonna be a fight. You don't know why, you just know 613, fight time! <laughs> if you're sitting next to the person right now when a weird cell phone number pops up on your cell phone, a number you don't even know. You know that the next five days of your life is gonna be spent arguing that you are not sleeping with the T-Mobile whore. <laughs> if you're sitting next to that person right now, I want you to get up in about a minute and a half and say, I gotta go to the bathroom. Then I want you to grab your stuff, get in your car, and drive away. <laughs> Leave them with the check and your furniture and just get on with your life and be happy because you don't get a rebate. And if you're sitting there right now worried that the person next to you is gonna get up in a minute and a half, <laughs> you get one shot tonight. 
You take them home, you give them a foot massage, you pour them a glass of wine, you sex them like they've never been sexed, and you make them breakfast in the morning because you got some crap to make up for. Now you can look. <laughs> because I am the Martin Luther King of love in here tonight, people. I want everybody I know to be happy, because guess what? I have found my ice cream truck. That's right. And I feel like an astronaut. Because every day with her is a day in outer space. I have a dream. Because I lived a nightmare. And you can be happy, I proved it. Because there's three billion men out there, there's three billion women out there, and if you're bisexual, you have no excuse to not be happy. Thank you, people. Good night.